Welcome to the Lotus Flower Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Butner. This episode, we're back with more of the Lotus Flower Podcast DMs. We still have so many stories to share, so I wanted to come back and give you guys some of the stories that I have been receiving. I'm going to jump right in it because you guys already know how this goes. So this one says, hi, sis. Hey, sis. I know you have a lot of women writing and complaining about us men, but these women are even worse than us. Okay. It is so hard to find a good woman to marry these days. I am on my third marriage and I'm only 34 years old. My first marriage, I caught my wife cheating with her boss after just seven months of marriage. I divorced her right away. She cried and begged me for months. I married another Gambian woman the following year and I let my parents pick her for me from the village. I was told she was a virgin. On our wedding night, I went in her vagina and there was nothing there. Virgin my ass. This woman's vagina was wide open. <laughs> this woman's vagina was wide open. She definitely had many dicks before our wedding night. She did not bleed at all. She definitely was not moving like a virgin. She got on top of me and wanted to go several rounds. Boy, how many virgins do you know that enjoyed so much the first night that they want to go more than two rounds? <laughs> I'm sorry. I definitely enjoyed it, but I knew she was lying. Then I noticed that she never had her period. I asked her one day and she told me she was pregnant and didn't want to tell me until after three months. The thing is, she delivered the baby at six months. However, the doctor said it was a full-term pregnancy. It just didn't add up. But what gave her lying ass away was that the baby was a half cast when she delivered. <laughs> my sister, I am as black as charcoal and my wife is as black as midnight. This woman pushed out a half cast baby. I called her parents to come pick her up from the hospital and that was the end. The truth later came out that she got pregnant by a white man who was still working in her village, one of those NGO workers. One year later, I married wife number three. I am now married to a woman who is 23 years older than me. She is from Europe and we are living happily. I have decided this old white woman is better for me. I don't want any more Gambian women. <laughs> oh my God, I am so sorry. Sir, I do not mean to laugh at your situation. So quick recap, all right? So this is a Gambian man who's saying he never wants to be married to a Gambian woman before, um, again, because Gambian women are out here complaining about Gambian men. However, they themselves are no better. His first wife cheated on him with her boss seven months into the marriage. His second wife claimed to be a virgin. He went to his parents and he told his parents, listen, first marriage didn't work. Wife cheated on me after seven months with the boss. So y'all go to the village and bring me a virgin. They brought her, they brought him what they thought was a virgin woman. 
um, only on the wedding night, he said he went into the vagina and the vagina was wide open. So he knew, ah, there's no virginity here. Uh, secondly, he said that the woman got on top. So this is a woman who's losing her virginity, but wants to get on top and wanted to go several rounds. Now that for him was a giveaway, right? How many virgins want to get on top? and want to go several rounds the first night. And to be honest, most women that lose their virginity the first night, it's not the most fun time. As in, there's a little bit of pain, right? Not as big a pain as people exaggerate it to be, of course not. But it's your first time. So there's a lot of things that you're not used to. You don't know each other's rhythm very well. You don't really know how to move properly yet. You can't really catch the vibe. Right. So the first time might be a little bit awkward, but if on the first time she's talking about, she wants to get on top and ride it. And she also wants to go several rounds. Yeah. That's a giveaway. That's a dead giveaway that she's not a virgin. Most virgins after the first round, they, they just want to take a shower and go to sleep. Right. Um, or be held, right. Or be cuddled. Um, or just, you know, maybe give themselves a little bit of time before they go again. So that to him was a dead giveaway. Um, then she never got her period. And he asked her, what happened? How come you're never on your period? And she was like, oh, I'm pregnant. I just didn't want to tell you until I was past the first trimester, which is the first three months. However, six months into what he was counting, she's in delivery. And then the doctor says it's a full-term pregnancy. And we all know full-term pregnancy means a whole 40 weeks or at least 39 weeks. So the math was just not mathing. But then she pushes out a half-caste baby. So a half-caste baby means half black and half other, right? Most of the time it's either Lebanese, white, some white skin, right? That's not black. So... He's saying he's as dark as charcoal and his wife is as dark as midnight. So how in the hell are they having a light baby who look like half cast? So that was a dead giveaway for him. So he left her in the hospital, called the parents and was like, come pick up your, your daughter because she a whole lying ass wife. First of all, she's not a virgin. Second of all, she came into this marriage pregnant. And third of all, she done delivered a baby that is half cast. So she, he completely swore off all Gambian women after that. So now he's married to a white woman who's 23 years older than him and he's living happily. Listen, I don't even have anything else to add to this. To each their own. The Gambian women didn't work for you. It was just two. So you cannot categorize an entire community, an entire nation and say that all their women are trash. That's not right, right? So we also are not hearing the things that you did in that marriage. Why was your first wife cheating on you seven months into the marriage? Sir, I don't know. Were you really fucking her right? Were you coming too quick? Were you a one minute man? I don't know. I'm just saying we're not hearing your part. You also have to take accountability to why the marriages aren't working. Your wife cheating seven months into the marriage is not a good sign because clearly she wasn't getting what she needed in that marriage. Now your second wife, I don't know. <laughs> they brought you the hoe from the village. 
<laughs> this woman had been around town and uh, came home, told the parents she was a virgin, and here they went, send her to you, because you asked for it. You said, I want my parents to bring me a virgin from the village, and they brought you one, only it turned out she wasn't a virgin, and gave you a whole ass half-caste baby. So, you know, that is what it is. Now that you're happy with your European old mama, listen, we're not knocking it. As long as you're happy, you're living your best life, good for you. All right, we're going to move on from my man. <laughs> we're going to move on to the next one. All right, this one says, Hi, big sis. I have a secret. Now, don't get me wrong, because I walk around with big dick energy, and I can back it up too. Since I was young, I have always had a bigger dick than most of my peers. I have always been around. I have always been an all-around athlete playing football, basketball, and volleyball. I was good at all of them too. The ladies love me and I have always been a ladies' man. I hardly would have a girlfriend, but I would flirt a lot with the girls. My phone would be ringing off the hook and all the boys know to come through me if they want to get to the hot girls because I probably had their number in my phone. The ladies would always ask me why I won't just pick a girl and start a relationship. Even my boys would be in shock when the hottest girls liked me and even asked me out, but I would friend zone them. Well, the truth is, I am a one-minute man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. Yep, I can't last in any vagina for longer than three minutes. Oh, you're not a one-minute man. You're a three-minute man. I love women, and I love fucking, but no matter what I do, I ejaculate fast as fuck. It doesn't matter the position, the girl's body, the environment, or the mood. I always come fast. So I fuck girls that are never in my circle. I would only fuck them once. I always pretend that their pussy was so wet. It was too tight. It was too good. And that's why I came fast. The girls always want to fuck again. Or they offer me chances to redeem myself. But I would always ghost them. I know it's fucked up. But what choice do I have? I always do the smell test before I fuck the girls. If I put my finger in their pussy and it stinks, I come up with a reason and ghost them. Too many Gambian girls have stinky pussy. Ooh, okay. First of all, sir, you can't be out here talking about Gambian girls having stinky pussy when your dick can't even last for longer than three minutes. Ooh! Listen, I'm going to need you to just humble yourself, okay? You have a problem. I understand. You call yourself a one-minute man, but you said you can't last longer than three minutes. So therefore, you're actually a three-minute man. And I think what you might want to do is figure out a way to prolong the foreplay, right? Because if you know that your dick game is trash and you can't stay long. You got to make sure you're kissing on them. You got to make sure you're fondling them boobs. You're licking the boobs, right? Play with the nipples. Kiss them all over their body. Find out where their hot spots are, right? Find out if kissing them on the neck is what gets them going. Find out if their inner thighs is super sensitive. Find out if the sides of their back, whatever it is, you just got to make sure that your foreplay game is strong as fuck. 
okay? You got to make sure that you are good at kissing. You got to make sure you are amazing at fingering. You got to make sure you are just the best at eating the box. That means you know how to lick her vagina. You know how to do tricks with your tongue. You know how to blow hot air down there. You know how to kiss it. You know how to just make her lose her mind. So by the time your dick gets in there and you're ready to do your pumping for three minutes, either you have made her come already or she's about to come. So when you get in her and she's about to come, you tell her, baby, I'm coming with you. You get me? You got to figure out a way to make your situation work for you. I get it. You're running away from all the girls in your school because you don't want to fuck any of them. And then they run around talking about, oh, this nigga can't fuck for shit. He a one minute man. He a three pump nigga. You don't want that. I get it. So you keep going all the way out there in the bushes to find girls. You fuck them once and you never fuck them again. Now, the ones that are giving you the chance to redeem yourself, take those opportunities, right? And then do right by them. You also want to make sure that the girls are enjoying themselves because even if it's three minutes, my guy, if you know how to give them the best three minutes of their life, they're good. But since your pump is just three minutes long, make your foreplay the thing. Make them be like, oh my God, he is the best kisser. Oh my God, when he touches you, the hairs on your body stand. Oh my God, the way he fingers me, I'd be wet. It's dripping down my thighs. Oh my God, when he eats the box, ooh, I start seeing stars. You want to make sure your foreplay game is so good that by the time you get in there, they're just ready to come, right? And then you come with them and make it a thing like, oh baby, I'm coming with you. You just got to figure out a way to finesse your situation. But running away from girls or fucking them just once, how long can you do that? How many girls are you going to fuck just once? Also, this is, you know, not safe for you. I Number one, I hope you're wearing a condom, right? Uh, but secondly, you don't want to be out here fucking so many different girls, kissing on so many different girls. Like, you want to get into a relationship, it sounds like. So you just got to find somebody who you can work, right, work with, you know how to work their body. You're going to take the time to learn their spots. You're going to take the time to be very good at foreplay. And then also be honest. It's all in the conversation. At some point, you're going to have to come correct to your girl and be like, listen, you know, this is my situation. I don't last long, but I'll definitely make sure that you're satisfied. All right. Try that. All right. Here we go. Today, it's all about the boys. Okay. This one says, hi, Auntie Anna. Who is your auntie? I am not your auntie. I already told you people, I am not your auntie. <laughs> if you are younger than the age of 15, I am your auntie. If you're older than 15, because my eldest daughter is 15, I am not your auntie. I am your friend or your big sister. All right. So it says, hi, Auntie Anna. I am a young man in my early 20s. I am currently in college in Canada. While I was in high school, I was not one of the cool guys that got all the hot girls. But now when I come home for summer vacations, all the girls be throwing their wop at me. I fuck a different girl every week. And the crazy thing is the girls all know each other. The craziest thing is they all let me fuck them with no condoms. The girls never ask us boys to wear condoms. And whenever I take out a condom, they almost look disappointed. 
I think more girls should listen to your podcast. All right. Hey girls, y'all heard that. Anyway, I fell in love with one of the girls I was fucking last summer. And I mean, we fell hard for each other. She told me she would wait and not date any guy until I returned from for Christmas vacation. Then my very good friend told me that he fucked her two days after I left. I was so heartbroken. I even cried. I asked her over the phone. She lied, but my boy actually took a video of her sucking his dick. She also sent him nudes and her dumbass had her face in the pictures. I sent them. He sent them all to me. I dumped her and sent her nudes to all my homies. Aww. First of all, I was starting to feel sorry for you until you said you sent all her nudes to your homies. That's fucked up. That's a lame move. That's a coward move. That's a bitch ass nigga move. Okay? Y'all young guys out there and, and, and older men who get nudes and then do this revenge porn situation where when the girl breaks your heart or when the girl breaks up with you or when the relationship falls apart, you start sharing her nudes or any videos that y'all took while y'all were intimate with other people. That's just wrong. Grow the fuck up. Stop being a bitch ass nigga. Okay. When she sent you those nudes, it was not for you to share with anybody else. It was just for your eyes. And for your eyes only. Now, when she started fucking your friend after you left and she sent your friend those nudes, those were just for him. Your friend is wrong as fuck for fucking the girl that he knew you were in love with. Number one. Okay. Number two, you gone, my dude. You're no longer here. So you want her to sit and do nothing with herself until you come back next summer? Listen, she's young. Okay, she's probably just starting her sex life and everything feels good and it's exciting. So she's trying out different dicks. Your dick was just a summer fling dick. Okay, get over it. But this whole idea of passing out girls nude pictures is whack. And now that you do this, she's going to tell all the girls that you don't pass all her nudes to her friends. Next summer when you come, I hope nobody gives you some pussy. How about that? I ain't got no more words for you. Moving on. All right. Next, this one says, hi, sis. We were in the same school at Naus back in the day. You used to suck your finger and you were very quiet. Yes, that's very true. I love your podcast and it's my favorite. I would like to share my story. I live in the out, as we say back home. I met a beautiful Gambian lady and we fell in love. She filed for me and brought me to the States. She was living in America. When I got here, I was so grateful and I did everything to be a good husband. For some reason, I just could not make her happy. We had our first son and she was very hands off. She didn't make a big deal about it. Because I I didn't make a big deal about it because I enjoyed taking care of my son. I wanted to have more children, but she didn't want to. I offered her to go to marriage counseling to help us get on the same page. After two years of therapy, my wife shared with me that she loves a woman and she never wanted to get married and have children. 
okay. She did it just to please her parents. She introduced me to her partner, who was another African woman from East Africa. We got a divorce, and she gave me full custody of our son. Our divorce was amicable, and there was no drama or bitterness. I am happy for my wife and her partner, well, my ex-wife now, and she found her smile and happiness. I am remarried and have an additional three children with my new wife. I wanted to share my story so our people can keep an open mind and allow their partners to live in their truth. Well, all right then. Um, Y'all heard it here. This man says he knows me. He says we went to primary school together. And he says that I used to be very quiet and I used to suck my thumb all the time, which is very true. Back at Ndaus, um, Mrs. Ndaus Primary School, which is also very true. I went to Ndaus. Um, so he uh, met a beautiful Gambian girl and the Gambian girl filed for her and uh, filed for him and brought him to America. Right. And when he came to America, they had a baby. And he did everything to make his wife happy. Unfortunately, nothing he did worked. Uh, when they had the baby, he noticed that the wife was a very hands-off parent. So he offered that they go to marriage counseling. While they were in marriage counseling, the two years that they were in marriage counseling, she finally came out and um, confessed or maybe shared or expressed that she actually is in love with another woman and it happened to be an East African woman, right? Which means she was having an affair in the marriage, which is why nothing he did worked because she like other women, not a man, right? Which makes her a lesbian. Well, he didn't give us the labels, but I'm just piecing it together. So they got a divorce. It was an amicable divorce. There was no bitterness. There was no drama. She gave full custody of the baby to the husband because she didn't want any kids. She just did this to please her parents. And she's living happily with her partner. And he's now remarried and has three more children. You see, we have to keep an open mind. And thank you so much, sir, for sharing your story. Because we want to act like in our African communities, we don't have lesbianism, we don't have gay people, we don't have people who are non-binaries, we don't have people who are transgender, but the reality is we do. And when we have people in our family, part of our family members who are different than us, we need to learn to accept them and allow them to live their truth. We are not God. We're not here to judge. You are not judge. You are not jury. Allow people to live their lives. Allow people to do what makes them happy. If you want man and woman, good for you. If your sister wants woman or woman, good for her. If this one wants to be non-binary, it's not your own. If this one wants to be transgender, what is it to you? It, this is haram. This is haram. When you die, are you taking any of these people with you? No. Is anyone jumping in the hole when they're going to bury you? No. Mind your businesses. Leave people to live their lives. I'm so glad you shared your story, sir. And I hope this opens not just the minds of men, but women as well, right? Stop doing things to please your parents to your own detriment. I'm sure this man was miserable in this marriage because nothing he did 
could make his wife happy. The wife did not want a dick. She wanted a pussy. She did not want the man. She wanted another woman. You see? So when she finally came out with her truth, now she's living her life. Now she's found her smile again. And she's also released this man and given this man peace. He has gone on to marry another wife. He has gone on to have three more children. Mashallah, everyone is living their truth and they're happy. So let's take a message. Let's take a lesson from this message. And just remember, allow people to live their truth. And for you individuals out there, live your truth. Don't try to live the fake life just to please parents, family members, society, outsiders, they, them out there. Listen, do what pleases you and what makes you feel alive. Thank you for listening, guys. I'm going to stop here until the next episode. Thanks for listening.